Hey, so uh, I got an email this morning from uh, from Schedulicity, and um, we've all heard about uh, Schedulicity Pays, and, and we've heard about uh, Schedulicity Cares. Um, well, Schedulicity sent an email, and, and they're changing the game once again. And um, with the whole uh, coronavirus thing that's going on, we actually have the CEO of Schedulicity, Jerry Natuno, um, on the line now, and he's going to kind of uh, tell us uh, what Schedulicity is up to. So, Jerry, uh, welcome back. Thank you. Excited, as always, to uh, talk to you guys. Thanks, man. So, uh, just tell us what Schedule City is doing and 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 how uh, how they're helping out uh, Schedule City users. Um, well, you know, it's interesting. Obviously, we're in some very challenging um, and unprecedented times, uncharted waters. Most people have never lived through anything like this, and um, I think even more incredible the fact that it's almost changing by the hour. Um, however. Um, as we um, are all going through these times and trying to figure out how we're going to navigate, uh, you know, through this, through the, the future to see what, as, as things unfold, um, you know, it became very apparent to us that some of the people most affected by this, uh, you know, um, this craziness are, are our people, right? Our business, because our businesses are people who make a living um, by providing services and teaching classes, mm-hmm. you know, hands on. Um, you know, human contact. And um, I started to hear this last week, some of the hardships that people were already facing, not the least of which was a phone call from my daughter, um, Lauren, who, you know, recently became, you know, an, an esthetician and started her career in October. She called me on Thursday and she's like, Dad, I don't know what to do. You know, half of my people canceled today at the last right. minute. And she was upset. She said, you know, uh, what do you think is going to happen, Dad? You know, remember, this is a 22, about to be 23-year-old um, young woman, and she's, you know, this is craziness to her. And so, you know, she said, Dad, I don't know what to do. If this happens, you know, I don't know if I can pay my rent. And that was really, I couldn't sleep the whole night trying to think about, you know, just knowing how, you know, our our community is being affected. And so I called together my leadership team um, the next morning, and I said, you know what I want to do? I want to I, w- I want to give Schedulicity to all of our users for free for the next three months. Um, tell me if I'm crazy. Tell me how we can make this happen. What can we do? And my entire team worked tirelessly, including Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, eleven people on the Zoom call at eight in the morning um, to figure out how we could get this happening. And so we basically have suspended charging any fee for the next three months for all of our businesses, um, you know, to just try and help people get through this time. Not only that, but we, 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 we turned it on. So, so they, they could go on and start turning on all kinds of things that they weren't using before, like automated marketing and things like that, you know, to try and help, Mm, um, with these times. Um, and so anyway, uh, we made the announcement this morning and, um, I've been seeing a lot of, uh, really positive um, response from people. And, you know, it's the least that, that we can do. Um, you know, I, I think I told you the very first time I met you that um, we're proud of our company. We're proud of what we do. But at the end of the day, we want to be, you know, we want to be judged by the impact that we have on people. And I just felt like in these, uh, you know, trying times, um, this is the least we could do. Well, you know, once again, i um well, thank you for that. And, and I'll say a big thank you from the industry and, you know, all those that uh, get to use Schedulicity. And um, 
you know, just, just Jared, just thank you. And, and, you know, you, you told me that you guys want to make an impact on people and, and you've done nothing, nothing but prove it, you know, every step of the way, or you know, every time you guys have a new initiative, it, it's how you can help the industry. And, you know, from the industry, from Tony and I, from, from our entire hairdistry team, thank you very much. Thank you for all that you do. I appreciate it. We're always here for you, my friend. Look forward to seeing you in, uh, in person soon. See you soon, Jared. Thanks, bud. Hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. And of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tom. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? Just enjoying this quarantine. Not really. <laughs> I know, man. Wish I was sitting by you. but I, know. I wish you were right next to me and, you know, just to hug it out. Even if we weren't doing a podcast, I'd just like to see you again, man. It's so weird. We spent so much time together over the last 30 years. I think it's the longest we've been separated, you know, at, one, at any one go. That's crazy. At least I get to see your beautiful face. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm shaving my beard real soon too, so uh, people pay attention to that. Uh, I've been talking, uh, I've been talking to Miss Sophie Staygold, and I'm going to try to get her to uh, to to trim up my beard, maybe right. the TikTok video or something. Hey, so uh, I know you and I today, man. We've just been uh, like hassling or fussing with these uh, these uh, these loans and grant applications, and you know, frankly, they're kicking my butt a little bit. You know, oh, same, dude. I'm just like. Am I doing it right? Am I going to get a phone call that says, uh, you know what, it, you've been denied, you need to refill it out, or I, it's just like a waiting game, too. Yeah, I've, I've definitely been stressing out about it. I've been stressing out about just the, um, you know, how to fill it out. And like you said, am I making a mistake? Like, like, is it my gross income for this, or is it my gross income from whatever? And like the one I filled out today was like, you know, 12-month income up to the end of January, which is crazy, because I mean, you know, you, you actually need, uh, thank God I keep QuickBooks because I can do an easy report, but it's just so confusing. Yeah, it's just, and and the banks are, are closed. It's not like you can go in there and sit with a, a financial advisor or somebody that can help you uh, right. and, and give you direction. It's, exactly. So you know, in this in this confusing time, you know, it's not just the bank loans and the bank this and the bank that that's confusing. It's just like literally like just confusing times right now. Like we don't really know what's happening or going on or whatever. But um, you know, we. we, we I think we have a pretty special guest today and um, just someone that's trying to lift the community. Yeah. And, and, and what she's doing, I, I'm quite impressed with uh, the response. Um, I, I, I actually, I think my first question is going to be like, bro, you've got to be blown away by this, man. Just this response and stuff. Cause you know, I certainly know like, like when we got it, like for this, like little, little podcast here, like when we first got our thousand, um, our thousand listens, I remember how I felt. So I can't even imagine like putting up the numbers that she's putting up. Oh my goodness. Right. Yeah. It's, I can't wait to get into it and, and just see her reaction and, and just explanation of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So once again, we, um, before we get on to our guest, uh, we need to thank our dear friend, Miss Jennifer Plank, who, uh, who got us uh, in touch with and, and gave me, uh, uh, the phone number of our guest today. So thank you, Miss Jen. You're 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 always amazing to us. You're you're, you're always on our team, and and we, we we appreciate you more than you'll ever 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 know. Yes. And Jen's kind of been on the team of the industry as well, but you know we'll get into that later as well. But uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and get in. So today our guest is Kristen Snyder, and you might not know the name Kristen Snyder, but I guarantee that um that 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 you've been i don't know how do how do we put it tony uh, uh associated with her or or support her that's it 
you, yeah. you supported her cause, whether you know who Kristen Snyder is or not. So uh, Miss Kristen Snyder is the one, is the petition that you've all signed, and I know you've all signed it because uh, she's had 1.2 million signatures. I don't even know there was that many hairstylists in the country, but there's been 1.2 million signatures on this on this petition, um, and it's the COVID uh, beauty industry worker relief, where you can also look it look it up as a. I think she said it was Save Our Salon, but we'll get into that. But um, let's let's just bring her in, Tom. What do you think? Let's do it, man. Bring her in, Bo. So, Miss Kristen Snyder, welcome to your day off. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, oh, thanks yeah, for truly appreciate you. Yeah, definitely appreciate you. Appreciate everything that you're doing for the industry, and appreciate that you put yourself in the forefront, whether you knew you were going to do it or not. Um, but uh, dude, that 1.2 million, man, that's got, I know that I'm impressed by it. I can't imagine like being the one that started that. I have not yet reconciled the fact that I'm the one that started it, to be completely <laughs> honest. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very surreal experience. Yeah. Definitely. Why um, did you start it? Just out of curiosity. I, I just, well, so it all started sort of by accident, kind of. I was laying in bed. And I saw a petition from a friend of mine that had, she works in the gig industry. So she had signed this petition that was going around for the gig industry workers. And I signed it. And then I was like, you know, that's a whole different spectrum of worker than we are. And I feel like there's going to be things that we need as an industry that are different than what other self-employed industry needs. So I was like, well, I could write a petition. That shouldn't be that hard. I just sign up for change.org and write a petition. So I think I posted it at like 9 a.m. on the 15th. And without getting too nitty gritty into the numbers, by one o'clock on Monday, it was 463,000. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, mind blown. Just like can't, couldn't wrap my head around it. What was, do you remember like the first time like when you were, when you looked at the number and you're like, whoa like what was the number that like really like pushed you like whoa it was probably the jump somewhere between 60,000 it was like between 60,000 and 80,000 that first day I think the jump in like, I think it went up 20,000 signatures in less than an hour oh my gosh yeah yeah I had a woman um and forgive me I cannot for the life remember her name she had signed it at the very beginning and then she was cheerleading me in my Facebook messenger, like you're at this many, this many signatures. And now you're amazing. You're a rock star. Now you're at this many. Oh, wow. So she was actually how I kept track of how, what, what was going on because I'm at the time I wrote it, I was still working. We hadn't been mandated to close yet. So I wrote it and then I went to work that day. And right. then. So people, I mean, for those who don't know who you are, so you are a hairdresser. I am. Yeah, I'm a licensed cosmetologist. I have a, a solo salon suite here in Ann Arbor um, called Nick Studios. It's been mine now for, I think, three and a half years, almost four. Um, it's like the perfect place for me. I love it there. And I, uh, I have like 250 clients. So I'm definitely like a, just a little tiny, little tiny micro business here in Ann Arbor. Um, and I wrote this thing. <laughs> Again, for the, for the one person or for the person who's seen it go across their feet a thousand times, but maybe hasn't signed it, just kind of explain to us what the petition is asking for and what it's all about. So originally the petition asked for, because 
I grew up as a, as a garage sailing human being in my family's household with my mom. So, you know, barter high. I asked for $100 trillion or $100 billion, I think, in relief aid for our industry. Um, I asked for unemployment benefits and um, basically grants and scholarships. And I asked for extended Medicare, Medicaid benefits because so many people in our industry don't have access to proper health care. Um, the CARES Act came, the one, the federal bill that just passed a couple of weeks ago came really close to doing the things that I would have liked to see done, but the call out to our industry specifically has not happened. Mm-hmm. And so we march on. We march That's on. What we can do. So we march that. on. And, and um, like we've had PBA on, on the podcast a couple of times during this whole uh, COVID crisis. Um, uh, are are you working um, with uh, PBA or, or mm. is PBA supporting your petition? Because I know they have they they have a petition for the uh, for help me out, Tony. Um, what's it called? The uh, the tax, yeah. the FICA, FICA, FICA tax for the FICA tax. So, so yes, yes, they do. Yeah. Um. So I spoke with them. Oh, I want to say that was the second week. I was in contact with a woman named Erin Walter, and she reached out to me because they had started the COVID relief fund that they um, currently have running on their website, uh-huh. um, which is different than their usual disaster relief fund. The chair, the part of their, the PBA has a charity organization within them. Um, and she reached out to me because at that point she had, they'd been reaching out to a lot of our big brand manufacturers for some donations to the fund. Right. And they had really not gotten much traction. And then my petition came across, you know, their desks and they were like, wow, genius idea. If we have, if we got one or two dollars from each person who signed, we would have everything we needed for this fund. And that way they could then guarantee these 5,000 checks to 500 or $500 checks to 5,000 stylists um, or more if they got more money. Sure. But um so that's sort of how I ended up partnering with them. And I've been pretty much their biggest champion since that partnership happened, because as far as I can tell, they are the only organization, the only big part of our industry that is actually just giving money away to the people who have their boots on the ground working behind the chair. Um, and I can't applaud that any more than I am right now. That's amazing. I mean, I do know, um, and again, this this is so uh, self-serving, but, you know, we're sponsored by Schedulicity. I know Schedulicity is doing a lot of stuff. Um, you know, one thing, at the, it, they're a scheduling app, obviously, but you mm-hmm. know, the one thing that Schedulicity has done is that they've, uh, they've suspended all payments until July 1st. Um, mm-hmm. And then two, three times a week, they're giving away $500 grants for, uh, for Schedulicity users and for hairstylists too. So, you know, no, that would be amazing to know. Um, do they have, they have, so they are, it is specific to using their app. Yeah. Yeah. It's correct? their users. Yeah. Yeah. It's their users. I mean, they've done, they've done some grants um, just so you know. So they've done um, once a month, they were doing $5,000 grants for hairstylists, $5,000 grants for um, barbers and a $5,000 a month grant for like massage massage therapist, uh, nail statistician. Perfect. No, that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. So they've, they've um, anyways, so what they've done though is, is through this and I, I have no idea like as a business how they can do it because, you know, again, 
they've suspended pay until July 1st, and then they're still giving away $15,000 a month for, for Schedule C users. But, oh, I meant to say, um, but in the past, they have given um, some of these grants away to a non-Schedule C users as well. But, you know, just now it has to be, you know, the Schedule C, which I understand completely. Well, offline from here, I'd really love to have that information. I'd love to include that as part of my regular updates that I've been sort of doing um, for people who may not know that that's happening. Because that's been the biggest thing is I've run into a lot of stylists that have signed this petition that don't, they just don't know where to find resources like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I stumbled across a horse, horse Reichelbacher grant that is coming out of his foundation for $1,000. Yeah, um, you saw but, that. That's with uh, Beauty Changes Lives. Another Jen Plank yep. up there, right? So Beauty Beauty yep, yep. Beauty Changes Lives as well. That's awesome. So that one, I, that one's. I, I've also advertised people to apply for that one. Um, but the biggest thing with the PBA has been, you know, it really needs all of our help to run because if they don't have the money to give away the checks, then they don't have it. And we don't have any money either. So by no means are they or I asking people to give hundreds of dollars, but I think everybody could probably at this point spare a dollar or two and encourage other people around them to spare a dollar or two. Um, and, and when you say a dollar or two, you're being literal. I am being literal a dollar or two. You don't even have to pay the price of a Starbucks coffee to donate. If you can encourage 50 people to give a dollar or two, you've already paid for a fifth of one of the grants. It's, it's really not, they really are not asking people in our industry to give money when we don't have any. That's of any consequence. The change out of your couch, really. Wow. That's so amazing. Where, um, and so like if, uh, if Tony wanted to donate some money, like where, wh- where can he go to donate money? Where can he find the money? Is that going straight to PBA or, or is that going through your petition or, or how does that work? It is going straight to PBA. So all of the links on the petition lead to the PBA at this point um, due to some difficult miscommunications between change.org and I um, and the people who signed. So there are links to it on the petition. There are links, it's right at the top of the petition actually. The first thing you read should be a link to donate to them. There are links all over the new website that I just created. Um, I created a COVID-19 financial resource part of our of the new website and um, there are links in there on how to apply, how to donate. Um, it's everywhere, absolutely. That's pretty doggone awesome. That's pretty, dope. Pretty, 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 pretty dope. Um, uh, on another note, we, uh, just this morning, we released a podcast and talked to them yesterday about a company in, um, South Dakota, another company that's trying to support the industry. And what they've done is they've done like state, meaning like the state that you live in logoed shirts that, you know, uh, Tony, do you remember the quote? It's, uh, basically, you know, we will, we'll get out of this stronger than we went into it is basically it. And that's amazing. And what they're doing is stronger. Yeah. And what they're doing is they're selling the, uh, the t-shirts and then, um, for 20 bucks and then $10 of, of, of that t-shirt sales actually goes to a hairdresser or to a salon of whoever bought its choice. So, you know, you could, if you had your clients do it or whatever, then, you know, they would send Kristen Snyder a $10 check for each shirt that they did that, that they, uh, that, that they nice. clients bought or any of your friends. Yeah. Which is great. It's something to help the hairdresser to help the salon. Just, I want yeah. their info too. I'm okay. gonna put them up all over the place. That's yeah. amazing. We'll, we'll we'll definitely do that. Um, when we're, when we're done here, we'll get in touch with all those people, or we'll give you all that information. Um, 
Yeah, man. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. And I remember this at September 11th. I remember it from Boston Strong. I just kind of remember like the times where you've asked the community to come together. And I don't think our community as, as a solo community um, has ever been asked to come together um, like this before. I, I don't recall a time, even, even during all these other things. I agree. No, I agree wholeheartedly. I think that, um, I think it's because our industry feels the need to compete with each other so often. And I've never really understood it. It's, it's one of the reasons I enjoy being in my little solo. I feel like in a salon atmosphere, it's very easy to get sucked into cattiness and sort of that, that not so great toxic environment. And, right. and it's prevalent in a lot of salons, unfortunately. I know there are a lot of salons out there that are trying to combat that, but I definitely feel like our industry feels very individualistically competitive, and this is not the time for that. Um, I know for a fact that there are salons. I, I spoke with a, a couple of people, uh, the founders of Handsome App yesterday, and they've been contacted by salons that are closing their doors already, and it's only been a couple of weeks. Yeah. And that breaks my heart, breaks my heart, because I know those people poured blood, sweat, and tears into making their salons and to, you know, making them successful. And so it's, it's really heartbreaking to hear that people are already deciding they're never going to reopen. Yeah, it's sad. And we've talked to people who, you know, they work so hard and they just open up their salon, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, obviously they're brand new, they're babies. And, and here they are forced to continue to, you have to pay rent but yet you can't, you know, and, you know, hopefully they, they qualify for a lot of these uh, loans and grants, but if they, but if they don't, I mean, yeah, you're right. Your heart breaks because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So I, I spent a good part of my day yesterday talking to a man who is an American citizen and he lived in Sicily pretty much his entire life until two months ago. So two months ago he moved here and started working in his uncle's barber shop, just sort of, starting at the bottom, working his way up. <laughs> and now he's jobless because he can't continue working. And he doesn't, he's not eligible for anything. He's not eligible because he hasn't had any income on the books. He hasn't been here long enough to have income. He hasn't been here long enough to file taxes. So he's not getting a stimulus check. It's heartbreaking, yeah. heartbreaking. And it'd probably be worse if I could actually read Italian, but of course Google Translate is mucking all that up for us. So yeah. <laughs> I was spared the real like gravity, I think, of the language, which is, right. you know, the lightness I could find in it was was that. But I can't imagine being in that position. Right. Right. I and just that's what, can't. And that and that's what uh, hopefully you know he you know we can encourage him to apply for some of these hair industry grants or loans that you know within the industry that that maybe could help out people like that not necessarily uh you know kind of shoo them out or ignore them Mm -hmm. well and so there are a couple i mean there's a movement out there right now i know for sure because i'm part and parcel to it as well of you know getting getting the big names in our industry to step up and help out um we know the restaurant industry is doing that. We know that there are celebrity chefs that are, you know, pooling together and lobbying the government for extra help for their industry. And that's what I want. I want to see the people that are, as I've been saying for the last like week or so, the people who are usually behind the chair and behind the scenes in everyone else's lives, 
have some spotlight shown on them because we're the ones who leave maternity leave or you know have to type that really difficult message if i'm at a funeral i can't come to the salon and do your hair tomorrow you know like we're the ones who are asked to do these crazy things for people i want for a change just for once for us to be the ones who we're getting that amount of sympathy and that amount of, you know, care shown our way um, because we're kind of forgotten about often, right. I think. Right. We make, our, we make our own awards. I mean, come on. We had to create awards for ourselves. <laughs> like everyone knows what a Michelin star is, but I don't know how many people know what a Naha award is. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, except the, oh, well, I can go on a long diatribe i guess about the michelin awards and why it was invented and stuff but oh yeah i know oh i know it's all I, we watch a lot of food shows in my house well, <laughs> a lot of them time that that so what after this petition after we get through this covid thing like like what are you going to do with your platform i have no idea this has been the new question i've been asked i i don't know i don't know um I'm a really busy human, so I work about 27 hours a week um, because my wife and I have a three-year-old. So we have two older boys. One's at college. He's in Chicago. The other is um, here half the time, and we have a three-year-old. So I'm the one who is with her often. So I took time away to have that. So um, I split my time now between running around after a three-year-old and working about 27 to 30 hours. And I don't know how to fit in my platform after this is all over and it starts. Like I'm, I'm still sort of reeling about what to do next. Um, I think for me, the big thing would be, I know that, I know this is a crisis, but it would be nice to see is that the government actually put into place some sort of permanence to the availability of self-employed people in general to be able to buy into some unemployment. I know they do it in Canada because I've spoken to so many Canadian stylists over the last two weeks or something. Right. They didn't have to fight for unemployment. It's just part of what's offered to them. Um, so I think that that's probably a big one for me because I know that I'm gonna continue to be self-employed probably for the rest of my life because I can't imagine going to work for someone else ever again. Um, but things happen. Things happen that don't get covered by short-term disability. Things happen that don't get covered by, you know, your savings. And I think that that's an important aspect. I think the last time I looked, it was like a third of our country is self-employed. Right. How are they leaving a third of us out of the way? I mean, too, but also, I mean, to play devil's advocate for a sec, I mean, also, I mean, I know unemployment insurance is so incredibly expensive as well, you know, so- like I have a friend, actually, oh, I know who it was. Um, I, I have a, a friend who owns a salon and, you know, she was telling me that, you know, over like the last five years or 10 years or something, you know, they've spent $500,000 in unemployment insurance. And now when, now when she's had to lay off her entire staff, who she's had for 20 years, right? And like now people that, you know, we're making good incomes are now, you know, getting a $400 check. And she's just like, you know, where's the insurance in this? I could have put this money away for them and, and, and they'd be much better off. So, you know, there's so, also that, right? Therein is the diatribe we could have about the insurance. 
<laughs> no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> You're right. We're not going to start there. We're not even going to start an insurance conversation because I have lots of opinions about how insurance works in this country as a whole, not just unemployment insurance. I definitely don't want to see it be something that's mandatory for us because we already pay out of pocket for so many things. Choosing to be self-employed means that you're choosing to pay all of the things for yourself that a employer would usually match. Right. Um, so I'd like it to be something that's voluntary, much like short-term disability is voluntary. Um, but it'd be nice if it was even an option. Yeah. It'd be nice for it to be an option. And I'm sure we could model it after Canada because if we modeled a lot more things after Canada, we might not be in this position right now. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to really encourage you to uh, whatever's next for you that, that you keep, that you keep representing the industry and that you keep, um, that, that you keep up the fight for us. Cause uh, you know, yeah. it takes a special person to, uh, it takes a special person to want to do that, uh, take up that fight. And, and I see your boxing gloves are on, so uh, you're ready to go. It's easy. It's actually really easy to me. And I think it's actually really easy for all of us. We are, you know, I think by nature, this, this industry is full of a lot of very creative, sensitive people, regardless of the, you know, other little personality attributes and types that we all have. Right. Um, it's really easy to give when you're in the service industry. And it's even easier when you don't know what else to do with your time. You know, like I, I don't know. I French braided a doll's hair today. And that was the first like real hair I've done in the last 10 days. How'd that feel? Um, it hurt. <laughs> it <laughs> hurt. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to need some practice before I go back. And hopefully, hopefully, I'm guessing we're going back at the end of April. Um, I don't know. I just, it's, it's easy for me to look out for other people because there are so many people who need it. You know, the bulk of the people that I think I've been in contact with, a lot of them have never, they don't, you, you guys were talking earlier about filling out forms. Like they have no idea how to do this. They don't know how to fill out the forms. They don't know how to get help. They don't know how, they don't even know, they don't even know that the way that they've been filing taxes or their, their employ, employers have been telling them to file taxes is illegal. There are so many things that people don't know about our industry that are working in this industry. And so this comes very naturally, this wanting to stand up for the little guy. It's totally my thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I love it. So again, thank you very much. Um, again, Kristen, thank you, man. Thank you for what you're doing for the industry. Thank you for stepping yeah. up. Thank you for starting this petition, which I'm sure is way bigger than you ever anticipated. Um, Indeed. Actually, as we, up, as we wrap up, did you have a number in your head? Like, were you like, if we get to like 1,000, we're good? I thought like every other thing I posted on social media in like a public forum, like all the little like professional groups, I thought I would post it to a couple of professional groups on Facebook and it would get buried under everyone's panic and overwhelmedness. I thought maybe 50,000 people and it would just die off. Right. Um, I think we've reached <laughs> that number in the first like eight hours. Right. <laughs> it's insane. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll keep it up. So as we wrap up, is there anything or anything else you want to talk about or put in before we close out? Yeah. So well, I'll encourage everybody to sign the petition so that we gain more followers and get more voices heard. What I would like to stress is that when you're there, if you choose to give a couple of dollars, make sure you're clicking the link that's in the body of the petition itself. Um, Change.org is going to ask you guys for money. 
um, to help promote the petition itself. Please do not give any more money to change.org. They have enough, I promise. Um, and guarantee yourselves that you're doing it through the PBA. You're, there'll be a form to fill out. If you struggle with that form, please feel free to reach out to me, reach out to the PBA. They'll help you get through that. Um, but rest assured, we are trying to do everything we can as the, you know, we as the petition managers <laughs> are trying to do everything we can to make sure that doesn't happen. So we're sort of trying to transition away from change.org into a different format to try and keep some of that confusion from happening. So by all means, contact me on social media. I'm pretty easy to find at this point, apparently. Um, and I will walk you through the whole thing. No problem. No questions asked. That's awesome. So just to reiterate, so there's going to be a PBA link inside of the petition. Click on that PBA link. And then, and then that, that's where you can, um, that's where you can donate your few dollars. And uh, mm -hmm. Tony, when she said, um, you know, she's easy to find, apparently she was talking to us because, you know, if we can find her, anybody can find her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would say just call Jen Plank. She'll get, she'll get, yeah. <laughs> Kristen, dude, thank you, man. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks for giving us your time. And thank you very much for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>